If you don't know why you're here, I encourage you to find out what your purpose is here. What is the meaning of your life? And most people, they go to their graves with their greatness still in them. What if you live your whole life only to discover that it was wrong? Do you have the courage to act outwardly on what you see inwardly? Or will you die a dreamer? Will you die on the verge and on the edge and in the land of coulda, woulda, and shoulda? Do you have the courage? I'm PK along with Larry Kutzler and Reverend Sean Morrison, the Executive Director of Good in the Hood, and we want to welcome you to Inspiring Your World. Sean, we've been going through the 12 traits of a healthy leader, and, and we've been talking about credibility and humility and relational intelligence and visionary and so forth. Today, we want to talk about inspiration or inspirational, and that word has a lot of different meanings to it, and, and it conjures up all kinds of thoughts. Mm-hmm. I think of inspiration when I go to church and I hear yeah. a good sermon that inspires me to live differently, or if I go to a sales meeting or some kind of a leadership meeting, I'm inspired to be a better leader. Is that how you're referring to this inspiration or is it different? Yes, and it's more than that. So I would say it's kind of both to what you said. Certainly when we go to a church service or something where we, maybe a concert and we see talent and we're just like in awe or something strikes us, there's an emotional response and we feel we're inspired. And it definitely is very emotional in nature at times. It creates the energy behind what we want to do. It gives us the, the not only the knowledge of what we should do, but it gives us the um, the chutzpah, so to speak, a little bit. You know, there's chutzpah. bigger. Chutzpah. Yeah, I know oh, that's well, a good that old Jewish word. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but you don't hear that much. I like to use this word for it because I think it's a word that we use in a maybe sports context, but not often in the inspirational context. But I believe they almost hand in glove is the word momentum. When you see a sports team that is limping along, so to speak, and all of a sudden something happens, and maybe it's a series of two or three events, and suddenly... They go from a losing venture, not saying they've won the game, but you can sense it, you can feel it, the announcers talk about it, the team collectively is working together in a better way, and all of a sudden, all the things fall into line and you have what's called a momentum. Maybe a picture, I would say, is this. It goes from being lazy river to being a river with rapids. It's like everything moves with greater force, with greater speed, greater efficiencies, and it creates this momentum that causes the whole game, so to speak, to turn around. And I think that momentum can happen in our lives too. And it happens through inspiration of an individual, but also can be collective inspiration. That's an important thing. So where does a person gather inspiration? I mean, where where do you find it? I mean, is it something that you get up in the morning and say to yourself, I think I'm going to be inspirational today. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it works that way, but how do you get yeah. it? Well, I, I think it comes from you have a purpose. We talked about visionary last time. You have a vision. You're going somewhere. And you have a, the key thing there, I think, is you have a deep-seated belief that what you're doing is significant and absolutely important. And when you have that, you wake up 
every morning energized. You wake up every morning with a sense of, I know what I'm supposed to do today or where I'm going. You may have details that you still have to work out, but you have clarity of absolute purpose and you know that that purpose is significant. Well, similarly to that word is a word that I think every leader needs and I find that many leaders today lack it. We see so often in our world where leaders have not been courageous to talk about the truth. And they aren't living the truth, and therefore, we see a lot of very poor leaders. So talk to us about being courageous. Well, I think, first of all, when I think of courage, it's not the absence of fear. It's the willingness to overcome fear and not let fear direct your path. And I think that's a very important thing because it wouldn't be courage at all if you didn't have some measure of anxiety. You're overcoming something in order to do something better than what your fear would have led you towards. Fear causes us to shrink. Fear causes us to, um, to cocoon a bit. Fear causes us to make poor decisions and to react rather than be intentional. So first of all, a leader must be courageous because they need to make decisions out of a security, out of a foundation or a philosophy, out of values and not out of situationalism. When a leader is not courageous, when they're fearful, everyone else will dictate their vision and their direction. But a courageous person has to have, as you stated, values or principles, Mm -hmm. something that is really the foundation of their life. Do they not? Because otherwise, they would be situational. They would make decisions based on, Mm -hmm. well, how they may feel that day. But courageousness or being courageous has to have a foundation. Talk to us about that foundation. Well, the foundation, for sure, you mentioned values. Otherwise, you're just a free-floating entity. And uh, you have to be going somewhere based with a a sense or a knowledge of why you're going there. Not just what you're doing and not just how you're doing it, but why are you doing this? That's what I call the three fields of knowledge. Knowledge is what, wisdom is how, and understanding is why. And I think those three things have to work together. So somebody who has courage knows why they're doing what they're doing. But they also have to be a person that is courageous because they're going to sometimes have to do things that are not popular. They have to do things that are right and righteous not just, you know, things that are popular. And sadly, most people sell their soul, sell out to be liked. I call it cheap likability. But very few people can be a courageous leader who can be respected. And I think that's the thing is I always teach all the younger people that I work with, they said it's better to be respected than liked. It's not that we want to be disliked, and we shouldn't be try, you know, use that as a reason to be unlikable, but never sell out for likability, because if you do that, you're, you're losing your values, you're losing your way, you're drifting, and you're drifting towards popular opinion. And I think a leader has to know where they're going, why they're going there, and stay that course, stay that true course, and not be easily negotiated or manipulated outside of that. Sean, so often when we think about being courageous, we think of the hero in the movie and, you know, that saves the day and so forth. But really in the real world, being courageous sometimes makes you have to stand alone mm-hmm. if you're going to be courageous. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just part of the <laughs> of the territory. So how do you prepare for that? If you're going to be a person who really manifests courage, you have to know and believe that what you're doing is absolutely valuable, important, and maybe even eternally significant. If you don't, believe that you will likely at some point abandon the ship, so to speak. 
and a courageous person, it's not to say you go down with the ship just out of foolishness, but you are the last person to abandon the ship. You, you believe and you are convinced. You're convicted of this sense. I don't, we don't use the word conviction very often. We think of it mostly around criminals. But a conviction means I'm living my life with this strong conviction that where I'm going is the right course for me. It may not be for everyone else, but it's the right course for me. And because of that conviction, I'm inviting others to join me. And I'm courageous, and I don't want to go alone, but I will if I have to. There used to be an old song, I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. Though none may go with me, yet still I will follow. I think that's an old Christian song of, we want to go together, but if everyone else abandons, I'm still going after him. For more information about Reverend Sean Morrison's organization, visit goodinthehood.org. Join us next time for Inspiring Your World. 